1: Welcome back everybody. Episode 109 of Besiktas Internationals The Black Eagles podcast. We are back. A couple hours late, you know. So for anyone who is sweating, oh no, is it are they are they slacking again? No we aren't. We are back. All is good. With me again is Aqua and Evra! How you doing, sir?
0: I'm good. How are you? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm good. All right. We got some news here that's, uh, you know, I guess good in a way. I guess we'll see how it all turns out. But, um, I guess let's just get right into it, rather than leaving it a mystery. Let's start with that. So, the, the official news is, it, it's in that we have a kind of locked-in start date. Uh, everyone, what do you think about it? Tell us, tell us about it.
0: Um, it was well, June 12th to the 14th. So that's, that's that weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's The official date announced by the federation. Um, it's about a month later than Germany. Germany starting this weekend, uh, which would be May, uh, I think 1617. Yeah, around there. My memory's correct. Uh,
1: I saw today Port- it was announced that Portugal is opening on June 4th so
0: yes so we're like one of the later european leagues that is planning to restart which i guess makes sense because turkey's curve was slightly behind but there's also many leagues still saying like that they won't play so we'll be interesting to see if the leagues before turkey start i think i'll decide if turkey starts
1: yeah it's uh it's great to see other leagues committing to being open uh for those of us hoping to see the leagues open of course Um, But, yeah, it's one thing for them to sort of make an announcement, and it's another thing for it to happen without any hitches, and without guys getting sick, and um, people second-guessing their decisions and stuff. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, so there it is, though, the news. It's out there that we have a start date. June 12th, which is uh, exactly one month from our recording date, anyway. Um, So... You know, that's something to announce. That's something to be excited about. Uh, Something to look forward to in these dark days. Um, You got anything, any final comments on that? Or should we just move right along?
0: Kind of the the date we were expecting, like early June, late May, I think is what I said, so I'm not shocked by really anything. TV money is important. And that's why the leagues that, the teams that rely purely on Uh, match day income like your lower leagues are not restarting and the teams that or the leagues that rely on uh, TV money are restarting with government
1: yeah because they're not going to have any fans in attendance so uh, certain revenue things will not be met unfortunately Um, yeah so like let's move from there on to the training pitch and literally speaking as you approach the training pitch these days we have a new <laughs> fancy structure. Um, it looks fairly high-tech, kind of Blade Runner-y. Uh, what do you have to say about that, everyone?
0: I mean, I guess we made a little bit of headlines. I think we're the only team who had that. It was, apparently, it was made by some Turkish college, some disinfectant chamber, they call it. Uh, some people call it a disinfectant, disinfectant cabinet. Nice. Uh,
1: I like it um are we the only club in turkey or so I, can we say that i guess this this student must be a beshiktas fan are we reaping the rewards of our well, amazing fan base it's a student, but it's
0: a turkish based i think it was a college maybe it was a company i don't remember exactly but it was turkish based so that's probably why beshiktas has it not you know Barcelona, so why not but, like Fener or, or Galatasaray? today <laughs> I didn't see anyone else in the news. It's possible that I just you know.
1: Let's just assume it's just yeah. our fan base yet again coming through. Yeah. The new form of Fed <laughs> we're <laughs> they're dedicating like R and D. Um, okay, <laughs> moving things along then. So we have a fancy new addition to the.
0: Oh, we also apparently have thermal cameras yeah. to detect if it's above a certain yeah, temperature. I,
1: I would imagine that may be league wide, right? Like that could be something they're
0: they've been supplied with yeah i'm not sure it's legal but I just, it was a or report so they just said that's what their is and yeah
1: point. that's a good thing to do that's good uh, i know that in like the countries that have successfully flattened their curve they've been using those things very actively so why not <laughs> um nice so any other training news of course there is and in fact while we're on the subject of the coronavirus and training there's some talk about a player unnamed having the coronavirus uh supposedly
0: and one employee two. so two people Ooh, at
1: the club. i didn't know that i didn't uh but so is it a foreign player is that confirmed
0: they just said one player but um, the rumor is Tyler Boyd, but it's not officially been stated anywhere.
1: Yeah, and supposedly he's posted uh, recently of images of himself running. A video was it a video?
0: Uh, is it active proof? It was um, it was like a, a selfie of him all sweaty and like the treadmill. Like you could see he just used it. He said, "Like run done." He put on his uh, story. So I guess it's kind of like. He didn't, he didn't look deathly ill, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: I mean, you'd imagine if he had the coronavirus, he would be instructed to, like, not be doing that and to relax. On the other hand, he's at home rather than in training. But then again, on the other yeah. hand, they're only supposed to be going in five <laughs> at a time, so he could, it could just be his not his day. So I guess we'll know definitively if he's, like, not in any of those training sessions in the near future. Um, oh, yeah. But you'd think that we could just get an answer on this. I don't know why it would have to be a secret, honestly. Like,. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, shouldn't everyone just know, and that way everyone could avoid that person?
0: Yeah, some clubs have announced, and some clubs have announced mm. the names.
1: Interesting. Huh. Um, well, anyway, uh, is there any other training news? I don't think so, right?
0: Uh, not really, no.
1: I guess while we're still off the pitch, you know, before we start talking about players and transfers,
0: um, Oh, I guess the training news is Dorucan is training.
1: Ah, yes. um, And and Enzo Rocco. uh, Yeah,
0: Yeah. and Rocco. But not Douglas still. His mysterious injury continues.
1: Douglas. (laughs) I like pronouncing it just like, you know, American. Like Doug. Some guy. Douglas. What are you doing, buddy? Um, How do you pronounce it in the Brazilian way? I mean, Doug.
0: I thought like du- glas. Glas or something like that, but I'm
1: not. Uh, that's almost even funnier. Maybe I have to revert to the Brazilian one. Um, all right. Let's keep things moving swiftly here. Uh, yes. So, uh, other news off the pitch. Um, and, yeah, that is actually, I, I will briefly say that it's good news that Dorakon's back. I, uh, I really want to see him get time at the right back slot, especially with news increasing about Certain guys departing, and we'll get there eventually. Um, You know, it seems like that could be an important move for us in in an important position to solidify. But uh, anyway, before we even get there, that could be a fun conversation, because that would obviously then leave a hole in the center of our midfield, and then we can talk about if we have the right guys or whatnot. But um, yeah, there is other news off the pitch, and it relates to our sponsorship with Vodafone of all... Companies. Uh, I don't think the name on the stadium is up for for discussion here. But
0: uh, yeah, that was a I think it was a ten year deal for that, so we still have like another five or six yeah, 10, five years.
1: But but yeah. and uh, it's a big but in this case. There's talk about what will appear on our shirt next season, and hopefully the the end result of this is not Terra Pizza or something to that effect. But. <laughs> Cool. That would be better. I would take that. Uh, but to give us some news here, Evron. Our intrepid reporter.
0: There's nothing like... Yeah, there's a couple rumors. Uh, who he has reported? I think there was one other source that I saw mentioned. I can't remember that Vodafone does not want to renew their shirt deal. And that they will not be appearing on our jerseys next year. Nothing has been confirmed. But it's, you know... If you were in love with the sponsorship of Vodafone, there's a reason to be worried. If you don't care at all, then it's, we'll just see where the money is. If the new contract gets announced, hopefully it's more money. Well, not really, because, you know, no one's going to yeah. pay us more money. But hopefully it's going yeah, to say, I <laughs> doubt
1: it's going to be more money, just given the fact that things have not gone well since the last contract was signed. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we don't get stiffed or anything. Hopefully we find something good. And something, not to be too vain here, but something aesthetically pleasing for the front.
0: Yeah. I think Vodafone looked pretty decent
1: on the kids. Yeah, I agree, agree. too. Uh, I, I I liked Toyota. That was sort of easy on the eye, uh, I guess. Sort of simple. Um, Becco was obviously the old classic, but their new logo is way too fancy. So, um, whatever. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how things go. Uh, it should be interesting. Again, like we've, this has been a theme for a few episodes, but the restructuring of everything and the kind of like theoretical collapse is becoming more imminent. Uh, but uh, as as we've sort of long trumpeted, hopefully we can do a, a rise from the ashes sort of thing, and and hopefully like maybe it doesn't have to be ashes, you know. We can kind of gracefully, gracefully plummet if that's a, if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> But so let's get to the fun stuff here. Let's talk transfers in and out. Uh, First, let's talk about um, outgoing and specifically whether or not certain guys are outgoing. And it's a kind of long list of those things. Uh, Let's start with, I guess, loans. Uh, Elneny. What do we have on him?
0: I mean, nothing like has happened, but... uh... There's always been rumors saying that he's not been paid. That's, like, kind of been overhanging the club. And then his agent's always, like, there's rumors that he's been talking. I wasn't sure if it was legit or not. It's like, oh, Milan wants him. This club wants him. But his agent actually went on Egyptian TV. So it's definitely legit. Um, And he gave an interview, and he said, like, oh, we have, like, five clubs in Europe that want El Neni. And then Vistash also wants to re-sign him. Basically, he's talking about these options for him to go to. So... You would think if he wanted to stay, um, his agent wouldn't be going on TV saying six clubs are interested. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah That
1: definitely reeks of him uh, trying to get a bidding going uh, for sure.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't look like he's gonna. It doesn't look like Arsenal wants him, but um, it looks like the agent's kind of shopping him a bit, and uh, the salary issue
1: can't help
0: especially with car going to fifa and the rumors that he wasn't being paid rumors that oh are not being paid and then we know we our income isn't very good or it's actually zero right now yeah. so i would not bet anything that el Nini will be back next season if you love him i'm um, sorry um <laughs> yeah. Too bad. But, uh, uh, no, um, and, and it's just it's just financially doesn't make sense. And yeah, it's not like he scored ten goals or dominated the midfield and was a world star. You know, world class. At the same team, time,
1: so. I feel like he he didn't do himself a disservice. He showed the ability to play. You know, in a, in yeah, the midfield. I so mean, I, I would, I I could believe that there are some teams that would be at least mildly interested in him. So you know, good luck to teams him. Teams with
0: more money than us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, teams exactly. Teams who could actually, like, maybe actually afford him. Or, like, afford something. Maybe not the 12 million or whatever they wanted. Um, Yeah, so probably goodbye to him. Actually, this is something that we didn't mention uh, previously, and it's sort of old news, but there's actually... Speaking of uh, low knees probably not returning, it seems very much... Clear that Kevin Prince Boateng will not be back too. Um, yeah. You want to? Yeah. Go ahead, everyone.
0: I think that was like the day after we recorded last week, so I don't remember exactly. But his salary, like this um half season, is like in this range. I think it was three hundred eighty k, three hundred seventy five thousand euros. But then it will increase if he re-signs, like 1.9 next year.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that's not gonna happen. And there's still rumors saying that we're not even paying him now. Um, it, it does not look like we will keep him for next season for another loan. Um, just just how it is, you know. Yeah. Money isn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I think in a, in a sense, it's a little more sad that we're, we're losing Boateng relative to El Neni. Uh, just because I think we could probably have more – like, I think there's a genuine hole at attacking mid, especially if Liayic is the inevitable one to leave.
0: Yeah, I also think just personality-wise, and like, I think Boateng kind of fit the club a little bit better, and you know, that big personality, I mean, I guess maybe some people don't like it, but I think that type of confidence, that swagger, is something we missed a little bit, especially when Liayic doesn't play. Um, when Diaby plays, is certainly not there. So I think that that's just that attitude that, you know, that name awareness all that was was nice but
1: yeah um and obviously we'll we'll still keep our ears to the ground as far as uh the rest of our loan guys i mean i think we can assume robot has gone uh uh, yeah we kind of (laughs) talked about that last week um what about diaby do we have any news on him
0: i've heard that his uh his purchase option is quite high like four or five million um it's i he doesn't really play as much anymore since Sagan came in I, I wouldn't bet on it i mean i guess it's possible like if the league restarts in june he scores six goals you know maybe but um just the, the like finance putting... performance wise i wouldn't bet on it.
1: <clears throat> let's keep it moving then um other outgoing player
0: news. Vida.
1: Uh, I guess we'll just we'll go to the big one. Uh, Gokhan Gönül.
0: Oh. Uh, nothing. Oh, I guess Vida. Yeah, let's. Vida, yeah. Vida's the most. Let's end with.
1: Let's. If, if in a, like, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Usually people pick the bad news, right? So let's go with the bad news. Uh, Gokhan Gönül.
0: there's one rumor coming out of the DHA the newspaper saying that Gekkon will be going back again will go back to Fenner i think there's a lot of newspapers have been saying this probably just because he gets clicks so i'm not sure like how reliable it is i mean it's possible but i think like after he left he was kind of like i think he was mistreated a little bit So i'm not sure how like exact it is but Fenner probably needs a right back so that makes sense It'll probably just come down to who gives them a better offer. But the other rumor with that, from the same articles is that we want to, you know, do that. If you remember a couple years ago, we had that kind of Ismail went there as a free agent, and we got Janer and Gekon. This time, it's the rumor is going to go there as a free agent. We're going to take Mehmet Ekeci, who's like well, a number ten, mention, number eight. So
1: there was also talk of them getting Janer too, right? I've also
0: heard that, yeah. <laughs>
1: So it's like uh, Jenner is the one who goes back and forth with with revolving pieces. Yeah. Uh, actually in this case Gokan Günil again. Um yeah, I know I think we'd be on the losing end of that move, I think Mehmet because past passed it. And I don't
0: I don't think he's like, so... good, But he's very injury prone. Like he's kind of like glass. When when he plays like he's quite good, but he doesn't play very often.
1: Well and that's why I say he's passed it too is because he's missed so much time with injury at, like, at this later stage of his career that I don't think you know what I mean like I don't know I wouldn't put much like, definitely hope in it but he used to be a winger didn't he
0: no in Germany he was a number 10 and then for Trabzon he was a number 10 or central mid. his second position is left mid but oh there you go Um, like sometimes on Fenner he plays there that's why I'm like
1: Interesting.
0: So in his whole career, he's played attacking mids since sixty-four times. Left mid, nine times. Uh, center mid, eighteen times. Nine. So yeah, of like the hundred games they have, he's like eighty of them are in the midfield, in the middle. And then he has like fourteen on the wings.
1: Interesting. All right. I mean, we definitely need some depth in the center of our midfield. So that that changes the dynamic quite a bit for me. Um, interesting. Okay. Um, but so we sort of jumped the gun. We, we weren't supposed to get into incoming transfers yet. Um, so what's going on with Doma Vida, sir?
0: I mean, it's nothing like super exciting, but his manager, uh, this Orta Cizgi report, which is like a, a zoo, which is considered, you know, reliable, uh, especially in Turkey. Um, says that his major, the manager is kind of like, if you compare it to what him, and he said, it's kind of like the opposite he said oh and then he's uh, not, uh, Vita's happy he <coughs> doesn't want to leave uh, the West Brom link you know there's nothing there but the the big thing that I think most of us took from this which is kind of like the secondary thing I guess in the article is that he said that Vita hasn't met with the club in regards to a salary reduction and he's making about 3 million euros per year so yeah hopefully that's it uh, yeah yet, yet <laughs> is is a to weird. Um, it's a yet yeah because 3 million is a lot. I mean, not saying he's overpaid, but just our finances aren't there to be paying anyone 3 million. You
1: could probably say he's overpaid. I mean, at least relative to what we're paying everyone else, you know, for our scale. Maybe not global football. That's a whole.
0: I mean, I guess you want to say if he's like, if he was playing in England or that's what he would be making that easy, you know, World Cup center back or World Cup final center back. Yeah, exactly. And. a lot. And
1: West Brom made a lot of sense because they're, they're, you know, Slevin Bilic is their manager uh, and yeah. the sort of Croatia connection. But uh, so yeah, I guess it's good that it's being shut down for those of us who want to see him back, I suppose. Although that's so tempered with the finances of it, right? Like he really does need to take a cut. So mm, interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think what the manager is sort of helping us right now in, ter- in terms of keeping his value if we do sell him He's not. He could have been like, "Oh, they're not paying us," or uh, "Yeah, right." <laughs> oh, he wants to leave, and that, that affects the price. But when he says, "Oh, he's happy," um doesn't say anything negative. That's a very different
1: story. His value
0: means, though. Yeah, versus what El Nene's manager said. was like, "Oh, eight million teams are interested." So it's a different uh, perspective
1: <clears throat> for sure. Okay, now quickly before we move on to the, uh, the, the kind of interesting incoming rumor stuff. It's a question I'm posing to you. Uh, firstly, where do you play Dora now that he's back? <laughs> At right back um, or in the center of the midfield?
0: It's, it's, I think in the current system that Sergan is playing, with that like, lone number six out and then he's playing and then that higher up box to box that is playing i think dorokan does fit in instead of ativa i don't see dorokan as that deep six to be as like a link up player like short six yard passes um i think that's probably dorokan's best position um so i i still like jetcon that's that's the reason
1: but see right the problem with yeah. that is obviously that we don't have um the the guy to play alongside that type of player still, right? Unless, I guess, that'd be
0: Ozan. Are we referring to June 12th restart, or are we referring to next season?
1: Uh, yeah, because obviously June 12th restart, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, we still have Elneny then, I suppose. Yeah,
0: so that's why I assumed Khan would slide in the midfield. Alongside Next Elneny? season, it depends on the personnel. Yeah, Dorokan, Elneny, midfield is Ozan's is- things a lot
1: yeah I guess that's a whole other <laughs> conversation too I was honestly thinking like in a world maybe like post gokan Gonu, right where we likely lose him
0: yeah if we had no Gokan, I think he should definitely be considered to be the starting right so
1: yeah back. let's now let's yes perfect so now we move to next season and we've slotted him in as our right back what do we do with the center of our midfield so do we keep Ozan as our central midfielder and uh I I feel like I I know what you want but let me hear you say it.
0: I think I would sound all like came to fill into that um, and you realize like that lone number 6 playing in the power. Alongside it's tough. I mean I guess a T will be in that conversation. Um if we had a right back Dodo can be in that in that uh conversation but I think it's whatever the transfer is. Um is that center it has to be Sort of, sort of like a box to box with the license to go forward. Like, so I wouldn't put like a uh, hostage there or a there. Oh, it's,
1: so you're talking about the central midfielder,
0: box to box. Yeah, center mid, right back. I would say Dorukon.
1: no. Yeah. So who do you have? So you have Ozan obviously as the central midfielder. Then, no, if he comes back.
0: Yeah, but the, yeah, but the other central midfielder, I would think kind of like a Mehmet Ozjan type player. Well,
1: oh my God. You've disappointed me so much. I was going to cue up a drum roll and everything because I thought I knew exactly what you were going to say and you didn't do it. I thought you had Fatih Aksuay plugged in there.
0: Oh, I mean, it, the, the system would have to change then. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's probably true anyway. Once, and then he's I mean,
0: I think Fatih yeah. I mean, I forgot about Fatih I mean, he's more of like a true defensive midfielder with some ball playing capacities. So I guess he could... Potentially fulfill that role, but I would need to see it first. Sure.
1: Yeah. Obviously, that's true. Yeah. But, but I, I think, think, I, think you're I, like he alongside Ozan. You know, because then having a more committed defensive midfielder kind of uh, frees up Ozan. I think that was one of his weaknesses was his sort of inability to
0: come back. If we have an informed in light, I think that could work. But based on how the team is playing this season, where we kind of struggled and Atiba was. Getting the ball a lot in advanced positions. I don't think Fatih could play as well in that role, but if he's a little bit more refined and we have a informed lineage or hostage, whoever is up there, I think it could work.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a, another big question. I mean, this is for me the most fascinating kind of um, undercurrent, I'd, I'd say, in the off season is like how they handle the center of the midfield. Because um, with with minimal funding, you doubt they're gonna bring in a, a whole new starter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think Mehmet Ekeji would be like the type, you know, like a, a sort of free agent vet type of guy like that. And then you'd really hope Ozan would start above him. You know that you'd keep Ozan, uh, or I don't know Mehmet Ozan. You know, someone who'd you who, you know you'd hope. You wouldn't be banking on that Akiji to make it through a full season in that position for you
0: as a starter. You can't do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're... That's powerful. So, yeah, I mean, it really... He's played five games this whole season, and it's not because he sucks. It's because he's been hurt.
1: So. No, it's, it's something that you really would need to consider, I think, if you were bringing him in. So, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I feel like that's something we'll have to keep our eyes on. All summer, uh, you know, once this season is actually finished, assuming it is, isn't already finished. Um, but I, I, I don't think it is. I really do think we're going to come back and at least get a couple games in before they maybe cancel it because someone had coronavirus. Uh, no, I mean, I hope we'll make it through the whole thing. And, and I think that if they're somewhat careful about it, they should, everything should be all right. I mean, like, one crappy thing about it, and this applies to every sport, is that. If guys get it right, and they're like, so no, you you can keep playing as a team, but you've got to test everyone and, and make sure that that player, like, what if it's like your best player who gets it, you know?
0: <laughs> like that that alters thing for, I, I Imagine Muslera gets it, right? So and I'm assuming that it would be impossible for him to get it because the second they start playing, everyone would have been tested already and then completely isolated after
1: that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's important. You hope so, but uh, anyway, you know, just just generally considering like. How that could affect people's desire to go forward. Like you get, you get to keep playing, and I think a lot of guys probably actually even want to get out there and play. But you don't have your best player because he's sick now, or you know, even if he's not that sick, he's being you on know, quarantine. So um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to, to, to see happen. But um, yeah, I, th- this summer is going to be interesting. I, I, in a way, I'm kind of, in, I'm more interested about. The, the transfer window than I am these last few games because I don't think we have much to be too hopeful for with these last few games especially considering we don't even have a keeper like and that's guaranteed, like we can't bring someone in now so yeah, I don't know uh, uh, the, I guess like is it is it safe to really even be hopeful for a, a Europa League competition?
0: I mean what, five points? So, I mean, if the season was going normally and nothing ever, like, changed, like, no corona, I think we were, were, like, looking to get it because we deserved to probably have six more points than we did. Um, I think momentum was kind of shifting our way. So, I think, like, we were looking for that fourth spot, but, um, it's, I don't know, it's, like, impossible to tell based on how things are now. Um, you know, the season was supposed to be ending this weekend. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> and so we haven't played the last eight games. So I, yeah, exactly. We'll no, it's
1: a crapshoot. I mean, it'd be amazing if we just, like, come out of the gates, like, raring to go, you know? But um, <laughs> Well, anyway, let's end this episode on a positive here, and let's, let's talk about some interesting news about incoming stuff. So we've obviously sort of laid the table with EKG stuff uh where shall we go next let's let's go to the keeper uh there is so the the pendulum has been swinging between volkan Babajan and Sinan bolat it it, it went heavily towards Volkan two weeks ago and then last week it kind of ticked back to the middle maybe even veered a little bit towards Sinan bolat now where are we everyone
0: um yeah, this is i guess last week it was kind of like a similar uh rumor to the Baba Dunn rumor where we've agreed with Sinan Bolot and his salary was very reasonable. Um, only thing I can say, like that was pretty reliable, is Han said that Sinan Bolat will not be returning to Antwerp where his contract just ended. That was like the official news. So he's going somewhere. But uh, it's not officially going to be us, but it, it looks like we're interested in him. Um, and he did come off two pretty good seasons in Belgium where Volkan well, Babajan hasn't played in two seasons. So it's kind of like, it would make more sense for Sinan but we'll see. Um, nothing's like official, official, but...
1: Well, I'll say it one more time. I I, I do think there's more of a sort of gem to be uh, found in Sinan Bolat as far as a vet yeah. than I do Volkan Babajan, obviously. I,
0: I think it was kind yeah. of like what we were saying in the chat was like this might be one of those deals we kind of agree and then put on the back burner and wait to see if we can get someone else
1: and we'll see yeah maybe that like mystery portuguese keeper we've heard whispers of or or this colombian the second string national team guy who cordoba is like not helping with (laughs) we won't even go into that one um there was another funky one um I don't know how to pronounce this guy's first name. El Giro? El Haro? El oh, So yeah. what was the story there?
0: Yeah, so apparently his manager... Well, he played with Bashaksha the past couple of years with Abdullah Abjah. So apparently Abjah was trying to get him to come over in January, but then yeah. he got sacked. So... <laughs> that didn't happen that was like the claim but it's also his contract is running out so that there's the interest kind of still remains that as a free agent he would join us um i don't know the the sources weren't unreliable but i don't know how likely that is or how much that makes sense because he's kind of like a flashy winger that doesn't score a lot or produce a lot
1: which we have a few of
0: already (laughs) 30 he's gonna be 32 soon so i don't really see the point of like we already have Onkuru, who's much younger. So
1: I mean he could be the replacement for Lens, right? If we have to get rid of Lens because of his salary, yeah. he gives us that difference. If Lens
0: left, I think he would be a. At least a little bit different. He's a little more tricky and quick versus I think Lens is a little bit more like uh traditional winger that you know goes to line, cuts back. Uh, is kind of like a wannabe charisma a little bit. I guess you probably appreciate me saying that, but that's kinda of how it you know, got has all the flair, likes to cut in and do all that stuff. So.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a little quicker than Lens, maybe. Although Lens has more of that brute force sometimes. Yeah. Um I mean, it's kind of you like all I stuff. can say. The reason I, I even mention it is because I feel like it's kind of the profile that might be realistic. You know, that he's not expensive because he's fairly old. He's already sort of shown a willingness to play in Turkey, which is. You know, given everything that's going on there now, you know, it's, uh, so like it, it, you know, it, I don't know if it's actually happening, but it would be kind of a realistic concept. And again, only, the
0: only thing I could say is he is kind of rich. He owns like a lot of like side stuff. Um, If, you, if you're on Instagram or anything, he owns like one of the, the, not one of the biggest uh social media page for soccer or football. And then he owns pretty well-known fashion brand so maybe he would take like a 500 700 600,000 salary but that, that's more all. corroborating
1: evidence well and again i think yeah. it only starts to make sense when you start discarding guys uh right diaby's gone uh maybe like i, th- I think we all agree that lens probably has to go even if we appreciate him for depth yeah. like there's just only so much one can afford for someone who just provides depth um, so to have to, to be able to get another sort of aging but fairly well-known Dutch winger, on, but even cheaper, you know. Yeah. I guess there's some logic to it. Um, so who knows? So uh, one more rumor is a. Uh, so we have a couple of janks to talk about. One of them down in Izmir uh, for a, a fellow black and white squad. What do we have on him? And this is definitely, speaking of realistic transfers, I think, uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, this is Jenk Kajar, which is the rumor coming up that apparently seven teams in the Super League are after him. Basically, Mishkash, Fener, Galah, Trabzon, Basak, and one more. It's all the top teams. Um, I think this, corro- if this is true, this corroborates what we were saying, that the trend in players is uh, looking way more towards any talent in the lower leagues. Not to say that I've never seen him play, but um, he hasn't. He's played nine games this year as a center back. He spent most of the time on the bench, and he's nineteen. Last year, he played in the fourth division. Um, So I mean, it's not like he's not like an unknown talent, but he's not necessarily. You know, I think typically in the past we've seen if he's not scoring twenty goals, I don't want him type attitude from the top teams. Yeah. And now they want a teenager who plays like. A little bit, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he looks oh. like he's got a big uh, body for his age. So yeah, probably he's got just, quite um, a... some <laughs> sort of like athleticism things. You know, uh, I mean, it, I guess when you are getting a guy that young, a prospect as well, uh, you kind of when you have a frame that you like, you just hope you can kind of mold, right? That probably gives it some some momentum. But certainly, yeah, to, to give more details. Bashaqshuhiir save us for. Tash Fenner, uh, and Malatyaspor, Yani Malatyaspor, uh, are all part of the group of teams going for him. So those are the the big ones. So obviously, like you hope we win if it's like a real uh, competition to get him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know much about it. I just saw this rumor like two hours before we recorded, but I just found it very interesting that you know a player who didn't light up the second division is drawing up interest. So I remember if you think of any players that were supposed to join the first league in the past seasons. Um, we had Mehmet zeki Chilik who went to France, but he was starting every single game and impressing. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, Genghis, you know, obviously he's a big talent, and then Chalar and Altai were kind of like bundle names starting every game for the youth national teams. This guy's played for only the U21 team, played fourth division last year, so it's, it's I think it's showing that the teams are more desperate for
1: and they're looking yeah, more internally nice. uh they're yeah. doing a little more scouting from within which is only a positive thing i think given everything um but so yeah no i like it i, I like the the profile of, of things like that it's kind of in the uh the mold of what was that the central defender from Altinoda that you're interested in Ragip
0: ravil tajir ravil yeah. tajir yeah he's kind of like in more of the lines of uh Jenk is is like a world renowned,
1: yeah, higher profile renowned, but
0: yeah, that has European clubs already,
1: yeah, of course, fawning
0: at him at the age of 16. So,
1: so yeah, anyway, finally, uh, and on a little bit of fun, uh, uh, this is so speaking of Jenks, we have talk of Jenk Tosin, and he's a profile of the player that I would never have been excited about previously. But given where we are financially and like what can realistically be done and how we're gonna to have to plumb the, the, the depths for people who have even just some sort of minimal ties to us or interest in playing for us, who might be willing to take pay cuts and all that stuff. So on that note, I guess what the hell? Uh, let's run this back. So everyone, what, what do we have on Tosen
0: um, he gave like, he, I think, I'm not sure if it was an interview or if he was on IG live, that's where most of the interviews happen yeah, nowadays, exactly. but he said that um, he wants to return to Fashion one day in the future. <laughs> um, so he didn't say when, he was like, of course i love to come back, It's like my home, blah, 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 so all that type of stuff, but he didn't necessarily be like, oh I want to come back now. I think his interest is still to play in... Best is technically in Europe, but you know what I mean. In like those uh, Western European leagues, I think that's where he still wants to play. But uh, I think if it depends. You know, he's recovering from ACL and all that, so maybe not this year, maybe not next year, maybe the year after that. But I think it could be on the cards, and probably a rumor that we'll see every single window. So <laughs>
1: interesting. Um, on that, in that same strain of news there's also obviously kind of this almost exactly the same type of story about Marcelo.
0: yeah Could see a return? he interestingly he, he interestingly gave an actual interview to fanatic not a fake one um, which is
1: like weird <laughs> in of itself told. even
0: i would have thought it was fake but he responded to the thread on twitter so i guess it was um, real must be it's just yeah, weird to think
1: ha- that Fanatic's doing actual journalism for a change. Yeah,
0: like, and uh, he, he basically said, like, the same thing, like, you know, he he, he has, like, good feelings for the, the club, but he would like to return one day, if, you know, if it was possible, but he's also like, oh, I'll want to get back with Leon and play the Champions League second, like, versus Juventus, so. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um... You know what? I'm going to go for it right
1: now. I'll do it, because Alex just hit us up again. Maybe we'll have to have him on if this rumor uh, becomes concrete. <laughs> but So, supposedly, the, the second string keeper on Colombian national team uh, is looking to make a move, and it is...
0: Alvaro Montero. Alvaro
1: Montero. Uh, and yeah. he's got our old man, Oscar Cordoba, trying to bring him to his current club where he's coaching uh, Boca Juniors or doing something, advising, I don't know. Um, but, supposedly most journalists in Colombia and people close to him are telling him to come to Besiktas. Now, realistically... Bexigtad. Realistically, what are we talking about here, everyone? Like, talk us down from this. Why is this not realistic?
0: I mean, it's hard to find because... This is all we're trusting Alex, who has some connections in Colombia. Uh, he's a fellow New Yorker, Indeed. but um, his like his contract information is not Um <laughs> He plays in the first division of Colombia, so it's kind of I don't know how long his contract is for. Alex told us uh, Guerrero said that um, he also runs a page Milnaro's International Trade Nesta, yeah. but uh, he said like he has a contract and Boca would, would require a fee to get him. Transfer market has value like two million dollars. Um, if it's a one-year contract, two-year contract, that changes everything. But yeah, so it's kind of hard to tell. But he's huge. He's like six foot seven inches, which I think is like one point nine six meters. Yeah, you know, absolute like basketball player size goalkeeper.
1: And um, another point to yeah, mention 25. is that he's the backup keeper for the Colombian national team behind uh perennial rumor catcher um his name is i'm drawing a blank what the hell what's his
0: name david ospina Ah,
1: david ospina yeah he's so he's behind (laughs) ospina and as we all know ospina is old and has gone through some serious injuries um some rather unfortunate ones in fact uh but so Realistically, as a 25-year-old keeper who's backing up an Asian guy, he could be Colombia's national team
0: representative. Yeah. Very similar to the Pedro Franco type scenario. I think he was 24 when he exactly. came, here, so. um, and he was back then. He was the backup center back. Then.
1: And not to bring up Cordoba again, but also a national team representative played for Bashikash, So there's a there's a bit of a. History as far as Colombian players and even especially keepers, national side keepers. So, yeah, I mean, heck, I, if it's between him and Volkan Babajan, I wouldn't mind spending a couple million on a guy like that. Now, obviously, it would only be able to happen if we sold Liaye to Vida. I mean, not if, because really that's a when thing, but then also if he waits yeah. for us to do that, you know, or if he's already got something lined up with. Boca Juniors or whatever it might Boca be. Boca
0: Juniors, which is right now the more financially probably stable club. Maybe, but, I mean, um, who
1: knows? Honestly, I, I bet I bet things are going pretty poorly in Argentina too.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I, mean, I think everyone's better off. Yeah, I think we can now. assume that,
1: honestly. <laughs> um, but so yeah, lots of fun news today. Uh, Still nothing concrete, obviously, because, again, everyone, big asterisk on all of this stuff. The window's not open, (laughs) so nothing can happen. Uh, And in fact, we don't even know when the window will be open, because we don't even know when the season's going to be finished. I mean, now we have a better idea. So um, what we can tell you is that there will only be four more episodes of this podcast before we have some real football to talk about again. So that's exciting news, of course. Um, and then, of course, beyond that, we'll have the, the, the summer and the, the transfer window and all these hopefully incoming and outgoing faces to report on. So stay tuned, as always. Uh, Evron, do you have any uh, anything you want to bring up? Any final words? Last words?
0: No. <laughs> Got no, no words of wisdom.
1: Yet you, you wanna tell our, our audience, give them some advice about how, how to what to do with themselves in this time.
0: <sighs> I'm struggling myself, <laughs> You got nothing.
1: Jeez, thanks everyone. That's that's helpful. <laughs> uh, well, I have of course one final thing to say, and it's very important. Go back <Patrick's! laughs> See you next week, bro.
0: I was kind of last second, I didn't know what
1: that was. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right Yo, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> what the hell, man? Dude's always better. Dude's better? better, yeah, <laughs>